0: Connected him, dry bones, eagle, connected him, dry bones, eagle,
1: connected him, dry bones. I'm looking at the, the bone of the word. Lord. I, don't I don't know what good. God's penis looks like. <coughs> I don't know.
0: Probably uh, probably the world's biggest chode, in my opinion. Hi, I'm, a 2000- I'm 2006 atheist Richard Dawkins, put into the comedy stylings of 2006 comedy legend and firefighter beneficiary Dennis Leary. Could God make a coffee-flavored coffee so hot that he couldn't himself drink it? No, because he's a chode. Check out my new book, God Is Not Great. Got him. Got him. Got him. That's got him is going to be when I make my turn to Islamophobia in about four or five years, like all the new atheists did.
1: Oh, that's what's up. Welcome to the Boney Island Whitefish. We're letting I'm him have here. it right out of the gate. We're letting him have it. We're finally giving it to the man upstairs with his toxic masculinity, his beard that he won't stop grooming. Uh huh, that's right won't stop talking to everybody about his beard yeah stroll along through heaven what's up god hey i got this new wax oh here we
0: go (laughs) god listened to an episode of bastard radio and now is starting to buy manscaped (laughs) (laughs) he's super he's super into the gas digital network he actually like he's had a parasocial relationship (laughs) with the legion of skanks guys and so always buys every product they ever 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 sell. God actually wears like quadruple XL Mac Weldon underwear. Hey, speaking
1: of um <laughs> Legion of Skanks, yes. uh, I as listeners of of Vista will know, the one sport that I follow is like uh any well, the type of sport I follow is is combat sports, people hitting each other until <laughs> one of them cannot stand up anymore. And um former UFC middleweight champion michael bisping uh british guy Mm -hmm. so you probably know him Uh, i know Uh, personally (laughs) everyone on this island
0: knows everyone else on this island and uh we all have personal reasons to hate each other that go back to individual betrayals
1: yep um so michael bisping former champion has a podcast and he's like a he's you know pretty pretty eloquent person big personality um you know, lots of opinions, that kind of thing. So I find him reasonably interesting to listen to. But his podcast is co-hosted by a guy where every time he was talking, I would be like, I don't think I like this podcast. <laughs> um, every time this dude was talking, it would be immediately just just something, something really weird, something like homophobic or whatever. And you'd go, hmm. This is yeah. kind of ruined it for me. Don't want to listen to this anymore. And I realized at some point that that guy is um, what's his name, Louis Luis J. Gomez. J. Gomez, yes. Yeah. Co-hosts a podcast with Michael Bisping. And when I found out who he actually is, I went. That explains it. Yeah. Okay. This is this is the guy. This is. I mean, I find Louis J.
0: Gomez to be a, a kind of a fascinating character because he's someone who sort of life has continued to kind of beat down. Um, just by be because he is a you know just a real double digit IQ kind of kind of dunce, and he just continues by sheer force of hard work and a love of saying slurs. He has managed to like carve out a successful media empire of you know guys who like of of the kinds of guys who sort of stand around a fight in a parking lot and go ooh. (laughs)
1: <laughs> well that's uh um, that's definitely the vibe that i got from having listened to you know a, a dozen episodes of that show or whatever was yeah, um I, mean, I used to one, listen wondering sorry, why I... wondering why michael bisping had this guy on the show but also um occasionally thinking yeah i guess it's it's good if you're someone who has spent like over a decade uh professionally getting concussed <laughs> to to have somebody that you can sound smarter than on a regular basis (laughs) well yes i like like there i used to listen to uh to
0: legion of skanks and i was much 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 younger (laughs) when you were 53 years younger (laughs) i was a mere stripling of 35. um yeah uh when i was and 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 that's when i I was sort of in my real really loving like stand-up like like just straight down the line, stand-up comedy phase of um, just um, I, like I, it's not like I, I then developed politics and stopped listening to Legion of Skanks. All of these things existed in tandem, but mostly the stories of that of, of, Louis J. Gomez would tell of just like just awful things that have happened to him that he entirely brings upon himself. Just like, um, like. Yeah, it turns out my girlfriend was fucking some guy, and I wore and I and I wore a I wore a shirt that turned out to be a jizz rag on the stage. Oh, it was hilarious, dude! It's like what? Cool. That's that's <laughs> what. Why why is this? Why is this part of your whole thing? Um, and so it becomes kind of an anthropological study, and just like ah, this is, you've heard of the dirtbag left. What if?
1: what if you what if what about just a big old dirt bag just dirt bags take the take the leftism out of it yeah and also Um, yeah (laughs) yeah it's a it's definitely i think um for straight white guys like us Mm because that's what we are Mm -hmm, that's right um very very cis people oh yeah very Um, cis it's it's of course interesting over the last 10 years to have all had our journeys of of things that we liked and uh, or at least had, had introduced to us as just what is part of normal mainstream culture, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody, somebody put uh, the television on the other day and there was an episode of Family Guy on. And it reminded me that they are still making episodes of Family Guy mm-hmm. in, in 2020. Still making episodes of Family Guy. and. Oh, wow watched it for a few minutes and it's just like immediately hey let's make some jokes at the expense of the latina maid Mm -hmm. um just the same joke by (laughs) the way they've been making for 10 12 years yeah yeah and like i just i said to lucy while we're watching it i was like imagine imagine how racist seth MacFarlane is in private (laughs) like (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this is the stuff he's pushing to get on the TV show. But but yeah, like I think um I think in the era that we are currently living in where people love to like, you know, do searches through people people's old tweets for like offending terms and we love getting people canceled and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. The reality for most people has been like a much grayer than that for a really long time. People go through processes of learning things and changing and then stopping hanging out with certain friends so much and, you know, starting to become uncomfortable with listening to things that maybe you used to laugh at like five years ago. Mm -hmm. And they're just getting to a point where you go, no, don't really think I need legion of skanks in my life anymore. Oh, yeah. It it wasn't in my
0: life for very long. Uh, It was mostly during one exam period where I was sort of studying for, you know, 10 to 12 hours a day, feeling very certain that I was going to, um, uh, 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 let's say, fail. Um, I didn't, and I ended up doing quite well, but nevertheless. And so, just for some reason, you know, you might fixate on something during a particular period, and I Mm -hmm. listened to it then. Um, but the th- the thing that really strikes me right when you're, when your whole comedy is about either a Seth a shocking or 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 seth McFarlane random lol stuff is that you is it because, you, you don't really have a lot of places to go you know you got like like with seth, with seth MacFarlane, every laugh and family guy you know after like you know the first or second season which are like whoa i didn't know you could do that on it's, it's so random it's because it undermines all your expectations of a sort of coherent 22 minute long uh, animated sitcom storyline it's the other thing it's it's laugh of recognition or a laugh of shock where you know it's ultimately it's the kind of comedy that could be done by a t-shirt yeah
1: you
0: know it's just like it's ah mm, it's, it's 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 um you know, oh, 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 it's cool. This, this t-shirt has a Hispanic Stewie and he's calling me, he's saying, damn you, Holmes. And that shit's wrong.
1: (laughs) It's it's cool. (laughs) Yeah, it's Hispanic Stewie saying, damn you. I'd buy the shirt, (laughs) (laughs) I'd buy the shirt.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, yeah, because it's Dadaist when we do it. I
1: don't know, I guess, I guess what I'm saying is that Things were different back in 2009. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But before we take a trip to 2009, um, we might have to have a little bit of... Maybe um, a breakfast slash dinner update. Thanks, Andrew. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I just really picked... (laughs) Really pictured you turning to the other camera? Just The funny thing is, I did.
0: I did. I looked up in another direction. Thanks, Andrew. For, uh, for we, breakfast. We cross now live. We cross now live for breakfast update in our London bureau. Um, you know, we got to do the second where they wait thanks andrew uh you can see (laughs) behind me i would
1: love i would love for like a you know a bnn uh just an entire network (laughs) (laughs) breakfast news network yeah it's an entire network dedicated to breakfast news updates across the world um possible slogan uh 24 hours a day it's breakfast time somewhere (laughs) um and the
0: great thing is, I could imagine that actually being carried out by some just like airheaded but well-meaning liberal that like wants to show, hey, we should end conflict because we're all the same. We all eat breakfast. I'm starting a 24-hour streaming breakfast service where everyone can learn about every other culture around the world
1: through breakfast. Let's go, people. Let's raise this awareness. Well, remember, um, you'll remember this because it's, it's Canadian, uh, apparently. That's Naked News. Naked News
0: uh yeah i do remember that there was um it it really i think it it came out when i was like 12 or 13 and like that was started in of, 1999 okay i was yeah, i was nine um <laughs> but I, I i yeah i'm i am aware of it and it was exactly the kind of like um pre it's the kind of like yeah like 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 just just kind of figuring out what wanking is but don't want to see anything too crazy uh it's how i got Mm. into
1: current affairs (laughs) (laughs) can i blow your mind with something yeah still going no way 20 seasons 20 (laughs) seasons of naked news
0: i mean i suppose that the news does keep changing
1: there's always more news um Naked News TV series, this on IMDb, has run from 1999 to present. Uh, 4.6 stars out of 10 from their user reviews. Oh, wait. Is the news not accurate? I might need to just dip into some of the reviews and see what's going on.
0: Okay, you find a good review. I'm going to tell you what I had for breakfast. Um, I had uh, several oat cakes with a uh, a foie gras alternative and uh, a... (laughs) (laughs) Fake <laughs> coffee in a large uh, Duralex tumbler. Uh, <laughs> the foie gras alternative is um, like a vegan foie gras that's made of like sort of mush. I think like truffle and cashews. It's really tasty. Doesn't taste like foie gras, but it tastes very nice.
1: It doesn't taste like foie gras, but you didn't have to torture some poor animal to do it. I don't know. Maybe torture the mushroom. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. Every time I've eaten fogwa, I'm like look, I feel pretty bad about it, but tastes pretty damn good. Nummy 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 Num. (laughs) (laughs) num The key
0: the key is you gotta take take that, grab it with like um like but with a real a real toasty glass of bubbles or like just like a really sweet um wine that's been afflicted by botrytis. Who, boy, do you have a good situation going? Hmm.
1: Uh, We've got a review here from PowGuy118, filed on 24th of June 2003. Mm -hmm. When this was new, it was really worth watching. (laughs) Now, (laughs) Now, if you're not a subscriber, it's hardly worth the effort. Even if I was a subscriber, I'm not sure it would be worth the time. The writing has become stale and the girls are getting tiresome. Plus, (laughs) Plus, great <laughs> so, looking oh, sorry, past sorry. hosts. Tiresome. The girls are getting tiresome. <laughs> I weary of these naked women <laughs> reading to me of the the fripperies of the material world. I yearn for,
0: I yearn for naked theology.
1: As I sit, as I sit upon my <laughs> lazy boy throne, wearily waving away these naked jesters uh plus great looking past hosts have gone i really miss gals like brooke gretchen and carmen while they retain annoying chicks like lily and sandrine oh well thanks for the memories girls 14 out of 18 found this helpful (laughs) that's a (laughs) good 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 number people so it's just just, some four people
0: read that review and were like "Mm, this is too many personal descriptions i don't really um I don't, I don't really, uh, I don't really think this is going to be, this is going to be helpful for me. You know, what, maybe what he finds tiresome, I find delightful. Um, Also, like, ah, the writing, the writing on this Naked News program has become stale after four years. It's funny to complain about that, but then the funnier thing is that the program is still currently going today. How much more tiresome
1: could the writing have become? I'm actually, I'm noticing a pattern here in the reviews. Um, so the the low star reviews, uh, like this one, two out of 10 from Robert Boylex, filed in 2009. Awful writing, awful reading. Nudity novelty wears off.
0: Yeah, I mean, um, that's kind of the whole reason that like there um, is, uh, yeah. that a lot of pornography now has like constantly increasing. That's why there was a bunch of like, really strange incest incest theme porn being made sort of a couple years ago because they're like well time to raise the stakes again and it seems like are they raising the stakes with this at all or is it just a news program
1: robert says uh they cram jokes into every story and every single joke is just pathetic it's obvious that they think hey we got naked girls reading this so it doesn't matter what they read well that novelty wears off after a few minutes (laughs) It's okay looking at girls taking off their clothes and reading awkwardly. Yawn. And if you're yawning at naked girls, you know there's a serious problem. Uh, Now, compare this to... (laughs) Okay. Uh, 10 out of 10 from Terry Girl 1975 uh, filed in April 2002. Great TV show. (laughs) The neat thing is that it's news, but it's funny.
0: (laughs) That's the neat thing. I
1: was to say one neat thing about it.
0: They should have called it... Hey, they should have called it the funny news.
1: <laughs> they should have. The writing and acting are clever and nicely understated. I like that there are the ladies from the internet program who are refreshingly <laughs> real, but there are other really hilarious regulars too, like Raúl and the cute redhead who plays Johnny. Lots of fun, but doesn't take itself too seriously. 10 out of 10. That's that's where I want to be. What? I I just want to be back in 2002 watching naked news on somebody else's Foxtel subscription, and just vibing, just loving life. <laughs> yeah, vibing. You know? Not a care in the world, yep. only a year past September 11, not knowing what was to come. Yeah. You know? Just thinking the Patriot Act would
0: never pass. Um, right. Just yeah, Thinking,
1: th- thinking those, those s- sneaky <laughs> Afghanis are going to get what's coming to them. Yeah. Th- this
0: is going to be the one war. It's going to be over pretty quick. And then we can go on to just having, what, like 30 seasons of the real world. You know, I'm really excited about the grandma's boy cinematic universe. Mm
1: -hmm. Um, You know, free, free oil for everybody.
0: Yeah, free oil for just a constantly rising economy. And just all instead of being like the instead of sort of all, all of the sort of massively popular culture becoming kind of deeply didactic and meaningful middle brow shit like the MCU. We just get the grandma's boy cinematic universe because uh, go, because nothing mean because nothing meant anything and everyone keeps jacking it to a naked new the naked news becomes CNN and that's epic for a day and everyone does the epic face about it and it'd be cool. And we don't have to live in the world of politics. I wonder if they a pitched a Grandma's Boy sequel. <laughs> I'd, I'd prefer, the, like, if they did little nods to Grandma's Boy in other movies. Like, okay. if, there, if there is to be, uh, there's a Grandma's Boy cinematic universe.
1: So, um, you're thinking that, like, uh, the main character from Grandma's Boy kind of wanders in sometimes? Yeah, okay, well, let's picture this, picture this, Right. It's the movie The Ringer, the
0: deeply offensive film where Johnny Knoxville enters the Special Olympics Ooh. to save his grandmother's house. And hey, Ugh. who's that in the crowd? It's Grandma's boy.
1: <laughs> you know that. Uh, you know that The Ringer is based on a real thing that happened, right? I didn't didn't no? know that. What?
0: Well, um, so wait, someone. To, was it to save a grandmother's house thought of saving grandba- grandparents? you know it's like happy Gilmore really started that. but um, is it, is it w- really? I,
1: I think it is at the very least inspired by the um, I want to say it was like the um, I want to say it was the Spanish Spanish like basketball team. Uh, that competed in, like, the the Special Olympics, and it turned out that none of the players were disabled. Oh, no.
0: Oh, okay, so I just found a forum post from 2006 uh, called Grandma's Boy and the Ringer, so maybe there is a cinematic universe.
1: Maybe. Uh, 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 There's an entire Wikipedia entry for cheating at the Paralympic Games. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But uh, the one I'm talking about, the one I'm talking Uh about is... um, the 2000 Summer Paralympics in Sydney, Australia, mm-hmm. uh, which had already seen controversy with numerous positive drug tests, um, would be the venue for one of the most scandalous events in the sports history. Spain was stripped of their intellectual disability basketball gold medals shortly after the games closed, after Carlos Ribagorda, a member of the victorious team and an undercover journalist. What? <laughs> revealed to the Spanish business magazine Capital that most of his colleagues had not undergone medical tests to ensure they had a disability. The IPC investigated the claim and found that the required mental tests, which should show that the competitors have an IQ of no more than 75, were not conducted by the Spanish Paralympic Committee. Ribagorda alleged that some Spanish participants in the table tennis track and field and swimming events were also not disabled, meaning that five medals had been won fraudulently.
0: I mean, oh that just seems like the kind of it's it. That's a, another just like a, a real pre 2008 story.
1: Um, whole team of Johnny Knoxville's just getting in there. You couldn't do it if you could just look people up on Facebook, you know? Yeah. Uh, well, so I'm, I'm now. So basically, this is
0: the forum for the Washington football team established 1932. So I think it used to be called the Washington
1: Redskins. This is a forum post. Oh yeah, you know. that's right. Now they're ju- now they're just local Washington God, football this franchise. Is, right? This is just so so sort of this just such a disjunct. <laughs> the, a- the, Washington, the Washington placeholders. <laughs> so this
0: guy who's posting in 2006 <laughs> on the Washington placeholders football team website says, "I bought grandma's boy the other day when I had a tooth pulled."
1: <laughs> it's <about laughs> a s- <laughs>
0: It's about a thirty-six-year-old video game tester that, in, in parentheses, pothead that gets evicted from his apartment and has to stay with his grandmother. Quite possibly the funniest movie I've seen in a long time. I also bought *The Ringer*. Johnny Knoxville acts, and he says some that's some slurs to rig the mm-hmm. Special Olympics. The movie is actually a wholesome dramedy. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, and, uh, the the for the the uh, the follow up from from Bonif One D uh, says when the matrix b- guy and grandma's boy gives those other guys the quote robot machine gun middle finger that was freaking classic
1: <laughs> and it was it was so classic anyway oh,
0: damn. I, I look forward to a world without politics
1: when we can really start making more grandma's boy movies uh and i had a bowl of sultana brand <laughs> oh <laughs> what's that <laughs> Uh, it's kind of cereal. It is bran flakes and sultanas. Uh, some people might know them as raisins. I would know them as raisins. Um, oh, you might know it as raisin bran. Oh, right.
0: I would know it as raisin bran. Okay. All right. Yeah, now okay. we're going somewhere.
1: Kellogg's Kellogg's raisin bran. In in Australia, it is known as Kellogg's sultana bran. This fucking that's satan- what we call satanic country. <laughs> With its crisp malty flakes and juicy sultanas, Kellogg's Sultana brand has the goodness of wheat bran and fruit in every serve. <laughs> that's <laughs> rack off me brand, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, give us some of your fucking sultanas. Going to the that's true, You can't. <laughs> like ahead. it doesn't. It doesn't work because if you try and do that with raisin, raisin, that's. <laughs> That just kind of, yeah. you know, you got to soft. Up. Raisin, you can't do. Sultana! Oi, give us a fucking sultana, mate. <laughs> oh, I'm going to Bunnings to get a sultana and bread. <laughs> give me a piece of bread just loaded with sultanas. Mate, yeah, I'll have onions. Mate, I've. I, I, I keep doing cockney. Might? <laughs> <laughs> sound like the fucking seagulls. You sound like the seagulls from Finding Nemo. It's no good. Oi, Mike, give me um, some sort honors. So, so Lucy is staying with us, and um, having just returned from America,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and we were discussing the concept of like uh, sausage as far as America is concerned. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're watching some cooking videos, and uh, like in a lot of American ones, if you if you say, for example, like I'm going to put some Italian sausage in this, mm-hmm. um, that may well just mean like ground pork with spices and all that sort of stuff. Uh, oh. I think like sausage as as like the type of meat that goes inside a sausage casing is a completely mm-hmm. foreign concept to Australians uh, because here you just buy sausages and it is one type of tasteless uh, pink slime mm-hmm, in a mm-hmm. tube and that's what you get at Bunnings. You go and get a sausage in bread, sausage sandwich, whatever the fuck you like. Um, but over there, it's like, yeah, I'll have some some breakfast sausage or a sausage and egg McMuffin. Um, I might have some Italian sausages, plural, and that would be Italian sausage meat inside sausage casings. You know, it's a whole different world of sausage over there. And she that, couldn't she couldn't that's find that's or good. explain to people the concept of just some snacks. You know, yeah. just some some tasteless. Tasteless meat sausages that? No, the flavour comes from the tomato sauce that you put on afterwards. <laughs> no, no, I, <laughs> come on. Where's the hog anus? Where is the hog anus? Give where's, it to me. Where's my
0: hog anus? Where's my hog anus? Uh, Banging on the desk. Yeah. <laughs> Andrew, shall we talk about the show bones? I guess we should talk about the show bones because the thing is usually uh, when we still... stop. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, usually when we stall for this long. And before we actually talk about the show Bones, it wasn't a good episode, but this was a good episode.
1: So we should probably get into it. Season 5, episode 17, The Death of the Queen Bee. Yes. Yes. Bones, bones count of 11. Mm-hmm. Uh, singular bone count of 22, which is probably the widest gap we've had between those two things. Yeah, it's, uh, uh, they're really only interested in one. Uh, only interested in one bone.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, episode opens with two girls. They're under the bleachers and they're going to make out and we can tell that it's 2009, um, carbon dated 2009 (laughs) by one of them saying, I've only been down here with boys before. And the other says me too, but I love that Katy Perry song so much. It speaks to me, you know, you know, California girls. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Uh, Katy Perry's I Kissed a Girl, of course, came out in 2008, one year before this episode, and I guess would become the cultural reference for two girls kissing each other for approximately the next 40 years. That's right. Uh, or at least uh, like a good five years there. That's, that's the, the cultural touchstone for girls kissing. Becomes yeah, this say, Katy Perry song,
0: but then instead of moving on from the song reference that one says "just kissing, no touching or anything," the other says, "Yeah, <laughs> we're just gonna do the stuff that's in the song. Just, so like, just the stuff in the song. Just the stuff from the song. We're gonna kiss a girl. We're gonna like it. We're gonna wear cherry chapstick, and I don't remember any of the rest of the stuff from the song. But What's I assume a- they had a list. They had like a to-do list. Like, um, okay, kiss G- a girl. Getting, try it. getting
1: asked about my." Getting asked about my sexual preferences and saying, yeah, the lyrics to the Katy Perry song, I Kissed a Girl. Uh-huh, that's they go, right. And go, what? And you say, just the lyric, get out your phone, look up <laughs> look the up. lyrics to Katy Perry, I Kissed a Girl, and mm-hmm. anything that's in the lyrics, I am down for. Uh, anything that is not not comfortable with.
0: Yeah, it's an easy way to see what I'm interested in is uh, check Rap Genius. Um, if you want to surprise, if you want to do a little like a anniversary surprise, rap genius, just check it out. You know, I'll guarantee anything. There, way down four.
1: Love it. Yeah. Um. So they're thinking about kissing each other, and then they hear a noise and a skull that looks like it's on a wire flies at them it's all covered in maggots yeah, Hits it's one of the girls in the face somehow like at least 40 percent of the maggots on the skull transfer <laughs> yeah. directly onto her like a temporary tattoo that's right that's how it works they all stick on her face and they both go like wario they both go
0: wah that's what girls say when they can't kiss yeah
1: so um they both go wow and then immediately bones and booth are here now i felt like they were moving through the pre-credit stuff at a good clip on this episode yeah because they had a lot of really cool stuff to get to that's true Um, so bones and booth are here uh uh and bones like i went to high school here and also the high school reunion is this week yeah (laughs) um which is let's face it pretty pretty big coincidence yeah thank goodness maybe
0: bones did the murder um, maybe it was. Uh, but it, this was for me a classic. Booth and Bones arrive at the crime scene pre-crystal method sequence. Like this is mm-hmm. just one of the all timers, where we have um, we we have Bones just not understanding how to talk to people because it's not a high stakes scene where she needs to like move through stuff. So, uh, Booth is like, "Did you ever bring a boy out here?" And she says, "Touches genitalia? No." uh gets a little slip it no the girls earlier they were just kissing it was the song the song <laughs> no touching genitalia in the song not i touched a girl's genitalia and i liked it um
1: anyway well they, and then they meet the local cop the local yeah, sheriff another um, who, who bones used to go to school with um and bones is like people around here didn't used to like me hey policewoman, you used to be a lot fatter than you are now yeah i wonder why and, um she's like Fuck you, Bones. Everybody (laughs) hates you. We all hate you. She then goes on to describe that that there that it was two girls down under the bleachers and Booth goes, Two girls? His belt buckle pops.
0: Another classic bonesism though is out of Bonesism Bones trope is like just deeply just sexual harassment out of nowhere. Where that the sheriff sort of uh, thumbs
1: in her belt buckle walks up to Booth and just sexually harasses him instead of saying hello. Yeah, she's like, hey, ever had your dick sucked by a lady sheriff who is me standing in front of you? Um, Who's got two thumbs and wants to suck this FBI agent's (laughs) dick? (laughs) <laughs> like it's very it's very very forward and this is a pattern that will continue throughout the episode oh yeah where it's um, like the so Booth says, two two girls twins <laughs> and uh um, andrew can you, I've, been t- I've been trying to remember
0: this for a few days what is yeah. twins what's that from or is it just a, a thing that's been it's like in a beer commercial or something
1: i i'm sure it originated somewhere um because it's a thing but like Oh, it's, it's definitely a thing, but like... <laughs> and twins! <laughs> okay, uh, if you know where <laughs> and twins
0: comes from, please leave a comment on either one of the Patreon feeds. We always share the comments with one another. So if you it's know, true, we do. please put it down. Because I've been saying it yeah, for years, I, I, and I've realized I've forgotten where it's from.
1: <laughs> Anytime there are two of something. Oh, okay. I, don't, I think I got it. I think I got it. Um. Okay. Oh, where did it go? Uh, the <laughs> infamous, in the, the infamous, and twins cause light commercial turns fifteen. I knew published it. Published twenty seventeen. I knew it was so, a good commercial. Uh, Aaron Evanson. <laughs> this is from Seattle Times. Aaron Evanson and John Godsey were making the three-hour trip from Indianapolis to Chicago in the fall of two thousand and one when they hatched the idea to rhyme friends with. Twins. <laughs> they had to hmm. plan
0: the ultimate heist.
1: At the time, Evanson and Godsey worked for the advertising firm Foot Cone and Belding. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> Fucking come on.
0: It sounds like they've a wh- been tasked great. that. Sounds like horse equipment.
1: It very much does. Uh-huh. Um, so it. Oh my god. Okay. This is God. We just keep. We, all over for some track. reason, our our every time we do this we have a different sort
0: of sort of just focus that is not bones and this appears to be the like weird sexual anti-comedy of the 2000s are you ready you want to hear it yeah go ahead
1: let's uh let's see if it's I
0: love playing two hand touch (laughs) eating way
1: too much Watching my team win with the twins. Ah! No! Quarterbacks eating dirt.
0: <laughs> pom-poms and short skirts. Fans who won't quit. And
1: those twins. And I love them too. Here's the to football! Here's the football. Here's the football and twins and twins so this it's from a Coors light commercial i knew it from 2002 what
0: what a fascinating era if only there was some kind of show that looked back at strange outgrowths of obsolete pop culture that had to pick something else to focus on in the
1: next sort of five or six weeks Mm. anyway i couldn't think of one so uh bruce says and twins (laughs) and the sheriff says uh yeah it's the 21st century sweetheart get with the program which is interesting because she's simultaneously saying two women can kiss each other and that's none of your business also person i'm having a professional interaction with i want to fuck you
0: well yeah that's because she probably was written by one person who then went out to go to the bathroom and then another writer had to step in and keep writing her
1: Um, so they, she also explains very helpfully that, um, it was a raccoon that ran into the girls with the skull on its head. Okay, so that's, number one, that's a little bit of slapstick,
0: but that's an early Crystal Method moment where we have a question of Mm -hmm. why is this skull flying around, and then within two minutes they're like, oh, that's the reason.
1: But instead, we get something much better. So yes. they've already found a head, and they're like, "We got to look around for some more bits and pieces." Of course, it's bones that finds it because, it's hey, bones. who are all these like local law enforcement people standing around with their thumbs in their ass? They couldn't find shit. They Too busy sexually fuck harassing their way out of it. Yeah, exactly. And um, and so she finds it. She finds some detached ribs, and um, the sheriff comes over and says, "Oh no, oh no, it's it's happened again. It it's happening," and uh, she says they say a spirit lives in these woods yes. he takes over a person makes them kill <laughs> and then says he removes the rib cage it happened to
0: a girl in my high school class but also when we found the ribs we say they've been cooked and eaten
1: yeah, yeah. he removes the ribs so that the victim can suck their own dick uh, <laughs> uh mm-hmm. says My (laughs) bone says, my senior year, a classmate was murdered and dismembered just like this. Uh, Cue limp Mm biscuit, and the sheriff says, the ribs are gone. The butcher of Burtonsville High, he's back. And then
0: yes. i am not supernatural bow, nah, bum, yeah uh it's yeah. so funny they're like oh the butcher of burtonsville high
1: that's just an urban legend <laughs> now i i fully expected to come back from the credits and have somebody immediately say ah it's not a ghost or whatever um or it's not a serial killer but they resisted the temptation yeah, well,
0: because a serial killer isn't something that's completely... Impo- like, a serial killer
1: isn't, like, a leprechaun. Like,
0: there have been serial killers. That's true. Um, but the I, the whole thing of they say it's a spirit that inhabits you and makes you kill, that is not revisited as a concept for the balance of the episode. But, um, the whole, like, eating the ribs thing is revisited once for, like, a, like a sight, like a shock scene. Um, and then it's never revisited again. It just becomes a normal murder. Um, I I really do. So we are doing the We're doing three quarters of the bones thing where we set up something wild in the pre-credit sequence. Um, The credits roll. And then many of the wild elements of it are just forgotten by the writers who are too busy and are done too tight of a timeline to flip back towards the beginning
1: and see what they wrote earlier. There's no time to flip back to previous pages. So um, Sweets is like uh, whatever the fuck the 2009 version of like Skyping uh, booth is. Um, And he says, oh, you shouldn't you shouldn't arouse hysteria by announcing the FBI's presence in the town. You guys need to go undercover as a Mm -hmm. couple. Good thing you're not romantically entangled. Um, Angela's boyfriend, Wendell, who we haven't seen for some time, he is also mad that she didn't tell him about her pregnancy scare from an earlier episode. I do not care about this B-plot at all. We're going to freeze right past it.
0: Yeah, let's let's breeze past the B plot. The one thing I want to say about it is like, it's a B plot where all of the conflicts are avoided rather than being brought up and then just resolve themselves by everyone being nice and understanding. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's like ah, oh, you you said you were ready to take on the responsibility of raising this potential baby, but I don't want it to be a responsibility. I want it to be something you want to do. You're too good. And he's like, yeah, you know what? I am too virtuous for you. I hope you and Hodgins are happy. And she's like. Thanks, Wendell. And there it is. It's just two people who come to the common and happy realization that they're both too good for one another. And then they remain friends and their relationship never comes up again.
1: Yeah, we're just having the incredibly slow motion train wreck of Angela and Hodgins getting back together. And who gives a fuck? That's my question. Anyway, back at the school, uh, Bones... Is like, hey, everybody here fucking hates me because because I'm so rude to everybody and I <laughs> because, always have been.
0: Because I'm awful to I'm I'm just awful to hang out with. I can't stop insulting you and I just want to like dissect stuff all the time. Which, again, in 2009, like that was considered a sign of intelligence of being like sort because of, again, like even remember like those new atheist guys, they were all like, oh, you you religions, the religion for, for for troglodytes and republicans and um and the whole thing was about being sort of epic and unpleasant and um thinking and all it's and and also being like oh i'd rather you know
1: go for a science experiment than watch an episode of the simple life and yeah uh, everybody else is everybody else is watching paris hilton meanwhile bones freaking loves science you know she'd rather listen to neil degrasse tyson
0: yeah Uh, exactly it's
1: condescending to everybody
0: (laughs) yeah exactly that's so that's if you want to understand sort of high school bones you know there there it is she's she's someone who freaking loves science and wants to tell you all about how you know um have you while watching the real world cute i'm doing a real world experiment to see what happens when i pour baking soda into this
1: vinegar volcano so everybody hates bones everybody hated her and they still hate her um but bones is busy explaining to booth that she used to be friends her only friend was the kindly janitor who would find dead animals for her to dissect uh and everybody was like that was kind of weird you're a big weirdo
0: yes it's it's weird that Um, this janitor is hanging out with a teenage girl and finding her dead stuff for her to dissect
1: pretty much also, also uh,
0: so one thing sorry. immediately after the credits uh because bones will sometimes do this um they'll tell you what they're kind of doing a takeoff on so mm-hmm. hodgen says oh this is all a very teenage this is like a teenage slasher movie and then that's what they're doing they're doing as they're doing a, a episode of bones where it's
1: like a slasher uh movie very much yeah so she decides to go and find uh the janitor, Mr. Buxley. So they, yeah. they go to like I guess his janitoring shed, his workshop yeah. or whatever.
0: He, yeah, he they he the the janitoring shed where he lives and he keeps his collection of red herrings.
1: Yes, yes. Um it's very creepy. There's lots of over-the-top horror music, uh, horror movie music playing. A lot of tools hanging up, be- being like framed in shots as though they're torture implements everywhere, yeah. and then popping out with a jump scare. Yeah, here's Mr. Buxley holding a plate of ribs.
0: Ah, oh, this is the second and only. Re- this is the first and only reference to the
1: ribs. <laughs> That's right, and he is played by none other than Robert England. Uh, Mr. Son of a Hundred Maniacs himself, Freddy Krueger. That's right. Yes, Robert England is here. He's doing uh, scary stuff. He's doing creepy faces. That's what he's known for. That's why we love him. Mm -hmm. You know, that's why he was in all those iconic horror movies like Nightmare on Elm Street 1, Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Nightmare on Elm Street 4, Nightmare on Elm Street 5, Nightmare on Elm Street 6. (laughs) ha ha ha. And, and fuck! What else was he in? Oh, he was in The Hours, the biopic about uh, Virginia
0: Woolf, told through the was experiences he? of three different. No, of course not. Oh, he <laughs> was in Grandma's Boy, The Ringer. He was on look, that episode of Legion of
1: Skanks. Look, he's he's probably been in some other stuff. You know, been in a lot of other things. um yeah. he was in Wishmaster. <laughs> oh, yeah. Was, was he, I don't know. Castle Freak. Oh, is he was in. All right. Here's, here's something I actually want to recommend. He okay, was okay. in Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon, mm-hmm. which is one of my favorite found footage style horror movies um, in which it's about like a 60 minutes type TV crew going behind the scenes to interview a like Jason Voorhees type slasher. Mm-hmm. Um, a he, slash him? Well, he, he explains how he does everything. Huh. Um, he's like, yeah, I've got to do heaps of cardio so that I can like run around behind the house to the other side. But it just looks like I come out walking at the same pace the whole time, you know. Um, he explains lots of stuff. It's very good. And Robert England is in that as like the uh Van Helsing type character who is hunting the serial killer.
0: Oh, that's fun. That's fun because I'll tell you a little admission. Um. I find horror movies to be horrifying, and so I don't watch them. However, I find the plots to be very interesting. So I'm one of these people who every time there's a new horror movie out, I'll go right to Wikipedia and read the most spoilery explanation of the plot I can find. Because I want to be like, ooh, so, it was a de- so the grandmother did a ritual. Interesting. Because, you know, they're not a very formulaic genre of filmmaking. Uh, but equally, well, I don't like to be spooked. Like, I hate to be spooked. I'm a very anxious
1: Nothing person. worse than being spooked. I'm a very anxious person at a baseline level, and so, well, this like, this one is very fun because um, from 2006, Perfect Era. God, what what are talking about? Um, it's it's very fun. There there's sort of lots of good commentary and and jokes about all the tropes of slasher movies, um, and. Uh, and it's all leading up to like uh he's like a slasher who's returning on the anniversary of like you know his own faked death and all that sort of stuff and he's like it's like leading up to all of it See, it's uh, I, I very would enjoy, funny i would enjoy that funny.
0: because i'm not getting spooked yeah
1: I, it's I really not like, too spooky like
0: you know that the feeling of dread in a horror movie hate that i don't want to feel it i'd like oh, to feel some something else dread.
1: yeah not lots interested in dread. feeling dread well, you must have been very spooked by this episode of Barnes. I'm
0: so spooked! <laughs> I got my spook on.
1: Especially. Then, um, so, so, so I, the I janitor- had
0: to, I was going to do my normal coping mechanism where I was uh-huh. just saying out loud at the TV. Oh, come on. There's no way. Come on. It's going to be hack if he's
1: the killer. But mostly I was doing it because I was spooked. Because I, I didn't want Robert England to get me. Um, he's, of course, Robert. eating ribs. <laughs> Yeah, again, Um, the only reference to the ribs, the the eating of the ribs, never referenced again, but why is
0: he just sitting in the dark of his knife room, eating a plate of
1: ribs? How did he cook them up? On a hot knife? On a hot knife. Um, He explains his large collection of rusty blades to Booth by saying, a man never knows when he might need to cut
0: yeah uh, which booth
1: thinks is creepy and bones cannot um determine anything wrong with it yeah. due to her inability to assess basic human cues yep well I
0: think what it is is that um he he speaks his first language is of uh, ominous he speaks english as a second language so usually sl- he just will slip into ominous you know what he means to say is um oh well uh my job as a custodian i actually have a a lot of, of of trimming and i'm also like the school not just the custodian but frequently a handyman i help out in shop class so that's why i have this large collection of blades but instead he speaks ominous and so that that was expressed as a man never knows when he needs to cut yarr. yeah
1: um it's also well he does however have an alibi he wasn't there that that weekend that this lady disappeared because he was off somewhere buying a first edition of Bread in the Bone, Booth's yeah. first novel. Yeah, and, you know, I was... Sorry, I was out of... T- I, was, I was at the out-of-town bookstore. <laughs> I was at the out-of-town first editions of, like, fucking... Bad books store.
0: Yeah, and uh, oh, don't worry. I was on. Like, how that that is such a low effort bit of writing. Which is like, no, my alibi is that I was at the store during that weekend.
1: God, I uh, I had to travel out of town to the only store that sells first edition John Grisham's. You know,
0: <laughs> I had to get myself a first edition of Uncle John's Bathroom Reader.
1: <laughs> uh, she signs it for me, and he says, "I'd shed a tear, but my." Duct don't work good. Cool. Um, so back at the lab, they've identified the body. Uh, it's some lady that Bones used to know. She hit her with a tennis racket. Bones is able to assess the injury that she gave to this mm-hmm. lady. Wow. Uh, the victim was the homecoming queen in <gasps> Bones' class. And then for some reason, uh, Sweets pulls up a picture of, of her, the dead yeah. lady. Sarah Tidweiler. And he says, this is Evelyn Sims. Wow. Oh. Homecoming queen. Cheerleading captain. A girl like this, she wouldn't have given me the time of day, which of course makes her that much harder. So Sweets killed her. So, yes. <laughs> sweets does several things in this that make him sound a lot like a potential killer. Yeah. Mur- old murder Sweets. And uh, the the hot guy, Brad hot guy from school brad judge brad um, the latest Sorry. victim I've, i'm afraid that's the oldest bunta vista bit that i remember and go over in my <laughs> judge, <head sometimes> brad. <laughs> <is> judge brad <laughs> oh man oh judge, dear. judge brad sentenced to chill <laughs> you're sentenced to give me all of your sultanas <laughs> <laughs> so we oh, can no. uh, yeah,
0: yeah so we can have a cool time eating sultanas together because it's me judge brad
1: the friendly judge so um brad brad's is the husband of the latest victim and he was dating the original victim damn this makes him look like a big stinky red herring yes uh and he's also like a red herring
0: with red herring financial difficulties at his like cutco knife business
1: well and he owns an auto shop so he would have had a saw that cuts (laughs) through metal there's a small bit of car in the victim um so we go back to the gym where they're getting ready for the reunion um every single member of The crew that's putting on the reunion and Mr. Buxley are all there simultaneously cutting things with saws, (laughs) chainsaws, (laughs) cleavers, axes.
0: Yeah. Well, if you're that's because I I actually have captured this down that the reunion appears, the theme appears to be suspicious cutting and axes.
1: Suspicious cutting and axes. Everybody's doing it. It definitely feels like the most fun that Bones, like a show as the show has attempted to have all season, you know?
0: Yeah, it's not just like a, that. That's the one thing, though. Like, uh, there have been pre. Remember the episode where the, the Amish kid gets killed, where it's just them uh-huh. just slogging through five minutes of raising and dismissing a possibility over and over again just to have it be some arbitrary random person? Um, it's like, at least this is one show where they're not doing it like they're not just raising and dismissing like 10 possibilities they do it a few times but there is quite a bit of we have to narrow down what this pie-shaped tool was that was used to kill her or whatever so i agree they are actually having a bit of fun with it here at the um uh enchant enchantment on the whetstone uh dance
1: so um they're all doing it. It's pretty funny. Back at the lab, I have a note here. I forgot about these guys. They're still looking for a cause of death. Mm-hmm. And then they do a series of stupid wild speculation oh, because yeah. apparently Bones has taken photos of all of the people standing around hacking and things with knives and cleavers and stuff. I guess we should explain that. One lady is using like a hacksaw to cut the tops off of coconuts for drinks. Mm-hmm. Um, another lady yeah uh the the janitor for some reason is chopping wood inside the gym with an axe yeah that's where you put it's where you chop it in the chop theme prom yep uh brad is chopping up slices of pineapple with a big cleaver Mm -hmm. you know all the normal natural things that you're doing (laughs) judge brad has put down his gavel and picked up his cleaver so uh so this is this is probably the closest to what we normally expect to happen around the start of the episode which is that there is a uh, you know we get shown all of these people who could have done the murder with all their weapons 50 percent of them
0: at 60 percent of the
1: way through (laughs) so um yeah yeah well and and then bones takes pictures of them sends them to the lab and they immediately look at all the pictures and say couldn't be any of these weapons yeah, or, or so, one, cool. per, one, it almost could, and they baselessly
0: accuse someone of murder on the basis of standing near a weird knife that almost fits, which is
1: classic. So, um we immediately rule everything out, but we decide that it could be, like, the thing that God used for the ice pick, maybe. Uh, bones is still being very rude to everybody. Oh, yeah. So now uh booth and bones are talking to different people around the reunion
0: and all of them Uh, are just like hey you want to fuck later to both of them
1: they're all so fucking horny
0: like we're married and then people are just like "Mm, things happen it's just like we're married
1: Andy (laughs) andy the woodshop class is like yeah but you know maybe you're gonna get divorced um and this other lady, Carrie, says, "Go inflate a doll, Andy." Yeah, before
0: she gets uh, her job as the therapist on "It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia" for Frank's intervention.
1: Now, while we're trying to, um, while we're trying to delve into motives here, uh, mm. Evelyn, the lady who has disappeared, um, oh, yeah, so she's so- uh,
0: working in an unpronounceable country, uh, Nicaragua.
1: <laughs> Never heard of it. <laughs>
0: Nick a uh, who where? Uh-huh? Uh, uh,
1: fucking Tim the Toolman grunt. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, Tired out so, of murderous,
0: horny Tim the Toolman tailors. It's
1: so Tim she says, this uh, lady that they're talking to, Carrie, says, um, You actually look normal now to Bones. And she says, Thank you. I heard Evelyn ruined your career. <laughs> Cool. And Booth Booth sweeps in with the socializing, uh, the My Fair Lady save, and says, my wife just meant how difficult it must be with this economy (laughs) and trying to find work.
0: The economic mess is
1: back. The economic mess is back, baby. Because, as we know, it's 2009. And as they specify in the episode, Bones was in the class of 94, which means that this is the absolutely classic... 16 year high school reunion
0: <laughs> you know every 16. It's, they call once it again sweet-
1: it's we okay. don't do second passes we don't go back and look at we don't go why the fuck are they having this high school reunion mm-hmm. and the old we- 16 year high school reunion yeah it's uh that, that everyone comes back for the, the sweet 16 they call it
0: yes um but also i i noted here right that everyone is acting like pickup artists being questioned by hot fbi agents who are like simultaneously trying to hit on the people who are questioning them for murder while ignoring that they're being questioned for (laughs) for they're being like probed for like their complicity in a murder case like i know they don't know that they're being probed but like they're being asked for alibis and stuff like it's real well you're forgetting
1: though you're forgetting that they don't know that they're talking to an FBI agent and a lady from the Jeffersonian Medico Institute for sexual harassment. Mm. Uh, they think that they're talking to a married couple who are undercover. Yeah. yeah. And
0: that's why they're hitting on them. May. Hey, the marriage fi- the shop teacher carves temperance's name in bubbly wood. Like he seems mm-hmm. to have done for every woman just on the basis that, yeah, I don't know. May- maybe, maybe she'll be into it if I carve her name in wood. He says, you're um, one of my girls now, temperance.
1: You're Which one says, of my girls A very normal thing to say. Yeah,
0: I've carved your name out of wood in handwriting that looks like it belongs to, like, a 12-year-old girl, and now you're one of my girls. Anyway, hello to your husband, but he might die, so,
1: you know, I'm here. Now, the economic mess, 16-year mm-hmm. high school reunion. Yeah. Um, They've decided that they think it might be the bandsaw from the woodshop because there's chalk and clear varnish in the wound. Oh, yes. uh, and also I have as a note here, everybody is trying to fuck Bones and Booth constantly. <laughs> so right. they go down to the... Wait, um, did what did David Boreanaz or Emily Deschanel
0: write the episode about how everyone's trying to fuck them because they're so hot? Yeah. Well, they are producers. <laughs> Another thing, every character has to want to fuck Bones and Booth all the time or we walk.
1: Now, um, this was my favorite uh, bit of this episode when it comes to Bonesianisms, which is what I, what I considered this episode's greatest piece of wild speculation. <laughs> that is, of course, the science that Bones employs in the woodshop, right? Oh, um, this is so cool. This is very cool because they go in there and they're like, oh, maybe maybe it could have been a of saw, blah, blah, blah. And they go in and it smells like bleach and they're like, somebody could have used bleach to clean up all the blood. Um, so Bone says, the saw would have created a lot of bone dust. You know mm-hmm. bone dust. Yeah, bone dust. Some of the dust... Looted off of skeletons in Elder Scrolls games. Some of the dust uh could have gone into this computer's vent Mm -hmm. again very normal very plausible ah i found some and she scrapes up some of the dust into an envelope she says this might be bone dust Mm -hmm. i think i'm getting where a lot of the singular bone yes (laughs) Uh, quickly
0: the i I have to find the bone dust here's the bone dust let's check if there's a bone dust (gasps) it's bone
1: dust uh She then finds a water cooler, fills her cup up with water, and then she dumps all of the dust into the water and shakes it around, mixing it all up and everything. Mm -hmm. Uh, And some of it sinks, and she says, See? Bone dust.
0: Classic bone dust. That's that's bone dust right there. That's classic bone dust. Also, like, you could just play that video as the defense and just be like, well, this case is
1: garbage. (laughs) We request an immediate mistrial, and we're suing you. Trying to uh, try to show the judge a <laughs> cup of sawdust.
0: Yeah, it's like, look, bone dust. <laughs> Just not explain. Not even saying yes. The bone dust floats or sinks or whatever. She pours it in. Some of it floats. Some of it sinks. And she's like, bone dust. <laughs>
1: So they get called back to, uh, they get called back to the the party, the reunion. Uh, Bones is doing some bad dancing, having some more sexual tension with Booth. A lot of like, I never oh, got no, to the go to prom. Oh no, scary! Janitor has a
0: knife. Uh, yes, yeah, so I never got to go to prom because I was too smart. Uh, this is my prom now. And then yes, the scary janitor pulls it.
1: Why is the janitor at prom? <laughs> um why is he a problem? He pulls out a scary knife? Um, and he's cutting a rope. Maybe he's going to do a carry style bucket of blood, but instead it makes a bunch of pretty metal stars drop down from the ceiling. Isn't that nice?
0: (gasps) But But wait,
1: but wait, we're very far into the episode and we need to wrap it up. Uh, it turns out that the stars, the metal stars, they also look like the pie shaped murder weapon. Uh, so they pull one down, they, they send it to Angela for some computer magic where once again she somehow has a computer model of everything in the school and the woodshop class pre-rendered for some reason. And the world. It's
0: really like, a, it's one of these, um, uh, what is it, the map of the empire thing, where Angela has simulated everything that, comp- again, Baudrillard, or oh, not Baudrillard. Baudrillard references it. But the map of everything that could possibly exist. And as it becomes so accurate, she has simulated an exact replica complete with sentient AIs in their, her angulator computer
1: so that she could potentially simulate anything. It's uh, it's very silly. The janitor says, Hey, Julie, the lady who's making all the prom decorations, also made the stars. And they do a, a, bit, of, a bit of fucking around. Um, and then... They're like, maybe they were all in this drying rack and someone pushed her over onto them and then pushed her down and that broke her ribs and stabbed her a bunch and she died. Yep. There it is. That's smash it. Smash cut. Smash cut to outside the gym where they are just taking away Julie, the prom decoration lady in handcuffs as she says, <laughs> Brad was mine. It was my turn to have him. I'm <laughs> confessing. <laughs> No, no, you don't understand. I did it for a reason. Uh, Booth says, Awha? And she says, Evelyn and I made a pact in high school. We got rid of Sarah because she was sleeping with Brad. We had a pact. Double murder confession. Yeah. So, um, also,
0: what, uh, what, what? why, uh, all the stuff or so did they make it look like the legendary killer did they start the legend of the killer where did the ribs thing come into it like it's just there's some weird logic loops towards the beginning of like it's like a Scooby Doo episode written by someone with a head injury
1: absolutely ridiculous very silly stuff um, just a, I agree with you really perfect example of bones they just get to the end and go fuck it uh, you you did it <laughs> All right, we're just gonna draw straws. <laughs> Who did? Yeah, they've, it? Know, they've got they've got like um they've got cards on the wall in the writers' room with like the the names and characteristics of the different characters, and then once they are forty minutes into writing the episode, because as we know canonically they have forty three minutes to write each episode, um they all line up across the other side of the boardroom, and everyone has a go with throwing a dart, um at the cards on the other side. Whoever hit someone first—that's the murderer. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. It was her. It was her. For, again, a pact. That it's a, none of
0: the groundwork was laid here. Just that she was kind of flirting with the husband earlier. Nothing. Nothing was prefigured. Like the whole—they forgot about the story of like the legendary Mert butcher of Bosworth Field or whatever. It's like no. It was. Um, it was either made up by them or a legend capitalized on by them. They cut off the ribs and I
1: guess they ate them. <laughs> yeah (laughs) strongly implied
0: yeah just just forget just
1: completely raising all of these like
0: bizarre strange things and then just forgetting about them later
1: beautiful it's this is what i mean classic bones classic bones uh yeah overall like i've said definitely the most fun that they've been having with an episode in some time yeah for sure
0: Uh, the most fun
1: on purpose you know
0: I uh, yeah, I mean I think they were having a lot of fun with the demon episode. Like just having that having that girl be the angel and just telling her act crazier. <laughs> Crazy. No, you crazier. don't get it. Crazier. Pile it up to 11. Yeah, exactly. This one was a lot of fun. I I enjoyed this one. Beautiful. I mean, in as much as I did,
1: in, in as much as my enjoyment of these is, you know, <laughs> as much as you can enjoy an episode of Bones. That's right. <laughs> oh boy. Well, <sighs> That is it for this episode. Thank you, uh, we're thank you, wrap Andrew, this one up. for being on oh. the Boney Island, Whitefish with me. <laughs> it was great. It was great to finally come on. I've heard a lot about it.
0: <laughs> it's been great to have you on these last seventeen episodes.
1: <laughs> it's great to come on, uh, talk about you know all of the stuff you expect when we get into a bit of bones, like mm-hmm. uh, naked news, grandma's <laughs> boy, uh, Coors Light commercials from two thousand and one. <laughs> that's right uh people f- faking their way to medals in the paralympics <laughs> all of this and more in the bony island whitefish the only
0: show about bones season five on the internet as far as i'm aware i have it checked please don't tell me if there's another
1: one i haven't checked and i never will nope that's the that's the motto of this show don't know won't learn that's right anti-learning uh as was the motto of the mid-2000s you know that's right So that's it for us, everybody. Thank you. And we will see you next week. Bye. Bye.